Who are we? Where do we come from? Where are we going? What are we living for and why are we living? Unquestionably, the wretched intellectual animal, mistakenly called a human being, not only ignores, but furthermore, ignores that he ignores. 64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Welcome to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. My name is Igor S.F. Walker. Today, we look at Treatise of Revolutionary Psychology by Samael Aunreuld. So how about you slow down and relax? Reduce all that noise for just a bit. Make that choice and decide to listen. In this video, we are reminded that when someone changes internally, and if that change is radical, then circumstances, life, and the external also change. Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I haven't used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. The worst of it is the strange and difficult situation in which we find ourselves. We ignore the secret of all our tragedies, and yet we are convinced that we know it all. To think that time means progress is absurd. Unfortunately, the learned ignoramuses continue to bottle up in the dogma of evolution. In all the somber pages of dark history, we find the same atrocious cruelties, ambitions, war, etc. Nevertheless, our super-civilized contemporaries are still convinced that what we hear about war is secondary, a fleeting accident that has nothing to do with their so boasted modern civilization. The populace is the sum of all individuals. The populace is what the individual is. It is the government, etc. The populace, then, is the extension of the individual. It is impossible to change people and populace if the individual does not change himself. Nobody can deny the fact that there are different social levels. There are church-going people, people in brothels, farmers, businessmen, and so on. In a like manner, there are different levels of being. Whatever we are internally, Maleficent or mean, generous or miserable, violent or peaceful, chaste or lustful, attracts the various circumstances of life. The lustful person will always attract scenes, dramas, 
and even lascivious tragedies in which he will become involved. A drunkyard will always attract drunkyards and will always be seen in bars or taverns. Now this is obvious. What is our moral level? Or better said, what is our level of being? The repetition of all our miseries, scenes, misfortunes and mishaps will last as long as the level of being does not radically change. All things or circumstances that occur outside of ourselves on the stage of this world are exclusively the reflection of what we carry within. Now the marvelous ladder of which we are talking and which concerns the different levels of being certainly has nothing to do with a linear time. A higher level of being is directly above us from moment to moment. It is not in any remote horizontal future, but here and now within our own selves on the vertical. It is clear and anyone can understand that the two lines, horizontal and vertical, intersect from moment to moment in our psychological interior and they form a cross. The personality develops and unfolds on the horizontal line of life. The personality is born and it dies with its linear time. It is mortal. Those who suffer and those who cry, those who have been victims of some betrayal or some injustice, victims of ingratitude, colony, fraud, really do forget themselves. They forget their inner being. They identify themselves totally with their mortal tragedy. Now the work on oneself is the fundamental characteristic of the vertical path. Nobody treads upon the path of the great rebellion if he never works on himself. The work to which we are referring is on the, on, of a psychological nature. Now this work deals with a certain transformation of the moment in which we find ourselves. We need to learn to live from moment to moment. Now whoever learns how to transform mechanical reactions is in fact entering onto the vertical path. This represents a fundamental change in the level of being, an extraordinary result of the psychological rebellion. Tragic is the existence of the one who dies without having known the purpose of his life. Each of us must discover for themselves the purpose of their own life. Now to discover what is that which keeps him prisoner within the prison of pain. They are people imprisoned in their dogmas and beliefs, people petrified in memories of many yesterdays, individuals full of ancestral prejudice, persons who are the slave of what other might save, hardly lukewarm and indifferent and sometimes know-it-all ignoramuses, who are convinced that they are right because that is what they were told and so on. Those people do not want to understand that this world is a psychological gymnasium through which it would be possible to annihilate the secret ugliness that we all carry within. Now those who take life in itself, 
such as it is daily lived, have not comprehended the necessity of working upon themselves in order to achieve a radical transformation. Unfortunately, people live mechanically and have never even heard anything about the inner work. People complain about everything. They suffer, cry, protest. They would like to change their life to come out of the misfortune they are having. Yet, unfortunately, they do not work upon themselves. People do not want to realize that their internal life attracts external circumstances. The external events are never as important as the one the way one reacts when facing them. Now, no change whatsoever is possible within our psyche without the direct observation of the whole sum of subjective factors that we carry within. When the multiplicity of our errors is accepted as something factual, the one discards the necessity of study and direct observation of the errors. It is an evasion or escape, an escape from oneself, a form of self-deceit. Knowledge and comprehension are different. Knowledge is of the mind. Comprehension is of the heart. When a human being begins to work on his own self, here, now, today, when he observes his displeasure and pain, he then walks upon the path of success. It is impossible to eliminate what we do not know. Therefore, we must first observe our own errors. We need not only to observe our day, but also our relationship to it. That repetition or recurrence of events and words deserves to be studied. It leads us to self-knowledge. To observe and to self-observe oneself are two completely different things. However, both demand attention. When we observe through the windows of the senses, our attention then is directed outwardly towards the external world. Yet in self-observation, the senses of external perception are worthless, because attention is directed inward. Consequently, this is the factual reason why the self-observation of inner psychological processes is difficult for the neophyte. The type of knowledge that actually transforms someone internally can never be achieved through external observation. The true knowledge that can really originate a fundamental internal change in us has as its basis direct self-observation of oneself. <coughs> the world of relationships has three very different aspects that we do need to clarify in a precise manner. First, we are related with the planetary body, in other words, the physical body. Second, we live on the planet Earth, and by logical consequence, we are related with the exterior world, 
and with our personal matters, such as relatives, business, money, office matters, profession, politics, etc. And third, we have the relationship of a person with himself. Now, for the majority of people, this kind of relationship does not have the least importance. Unfortunately, people are only interested in the first two kinds of relationships. They look at the third type with the most absolute indifference. How foolish we are. We often think that we never do all the foolishness and, whoa, perversities that we see others do. This is why we arrive at the conclusion that we are magnificent persons. Unfortunately, we do not see the foolishness and the wretched things we do. These unusual moments exist in life when our mind rests without worries of any kind. When the mind is calm, when the mind is in silence, then the new arrives. There are three types of action. Number one, those which correspond to the law of accidents. Number two, those which belonged to the law of reoccurrence, actions always repeated in each existence. And number three, actions which are intentionally determined by the conscious willpower. Unquestionably, only persons who have liberated their willpower to the death of myself shall be able to accomplish new acts born from their free will power. The common and current acts of mankind are always either the result of the law of reoccurrence or the mere production of mechanical accidents. Whosoever truly possess free will power can originate new circumstances. Whosoever has his will power bottled up in the pluralized I is the victim of circumstances. To love our neighbor is indispensable. However, in the esoteric world, if one does not firstly learn how to place his own self in the position of another person, one cannot love others. Cruelty will continue existing on the face of the earth as long as we have not learned to put ourselves in the place of others. But if one does not have the courage of seeing himself, then how can one put oneself in the place of others? Why should we only see the bad side of other people? The human being has seven centers of psychological activity. The first five are intellectual, emotional, motor, instinctive, and sexual centers. However, through inner development, one learns how to utilize the superior emotional and superior intellectual centers. Most people do not use these two at all. And there you have it. Treatise of Revolutionary Psychology. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it, read, never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So 
gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management even further, do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.